This is Glenn Crooks on Frame. Preseason well underway for New York City FC, beginning their preparations early uh, along with fellow MLS sides Seattle, Atlanta, Montreal, and LAFC as they all have CONCACAF Champions League matches in mid-February. New York City competed in the Florida Cup where it dropped both matches by identical 2-1 to scores to Brazilian clubs Corinthians and then Palmeiras who were crowned champions of the event. In today's episode, Gary Mackay Steven, in his second season with a club and 16-year-old academy player Prince Amponsa, one of 10 New York City Academy boys that took the initial preseason trip to Orlando. Mackay Steven did not dress for the opening match against Corinthians, but he started and got the secondary assist on a first-half stoppage time goal by academy forward Ozes Di Rosario versus Palmeiras, a thumping header that gave City a 1-0 lead at the interval. In our chat prior to the Palmeiras match, Makai Steven, whose nickname is Gaz, talks about an increased comfort level after he arrived last summer and also a comfort level with the new coach, Ronnie Dyla, who Gaz played under for two seasons at Celtic FC. Well, we want to welcome uh, back to uh, the Bronx, Gary Mackay Steven, his second season with New York City FC, now in Florida in preseason. And uh, Gary, welcome and uh, give us just a, an initial take on how things are going down there. Um, yeah, really good. It's been um, a tough first week, few days down here, obviously, first week of preseason. Um, getting the body moving, getting the fitness in the legs. So it's, it's been tough. It's been quite intense, but but really good first week and um, definitely a platform for the future. But it's, it's really nice to start um, from day one pre-season with the rest of the boys because it's um, a really important time of the season, if not the most important time. So happy to be with the boys from the start this time. Yeah, and I, I've heard... Uh coaches talk about trying to come in midstream and, and get acclimated, but even more so players, uh, maybe you can review the difficulty of that and how, you know, having a, a, a preseason, a full preseason under your belt and, uh, and already knowing some of the players and getting to know the others, it just, it's a, it's a massive difference, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's night and day to be honest. It's um, obviously you, you come to a new team, there's, there's it takes time to to settle but the main thing is you want to be up to speeds with the the fitness side of things and you get your base in pre-season that kind of sets you up for the season and um so to try and play catch up in the mid mid season is tough and you never really quite reach the levels that you want to be at through the the training and the games it really you need that um first six weeks in pre-season you really do your base running and do the physical work, the, the tough, hard work that sets you up. So it's it's nice to be in with the boys. And, you know, although preseason's not too fun when it's, it's hard work, but it's it's really beneficial in the long run and it's it's good to do it. Would you say, looking back, uh, that you were just really unable to maybe get to the peak form that you would have desired because of that? Not as an excuse, but because, I mean, you landed, you landed in New York City uh, in the middle of summer, it was a hot, humid condition, so a lot different for you. Um, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of issues that I struggled with, to be honest. In the first, in the 
So, and then once it kind of felt better, you know, the season kind of came to a close. So, um, no, it's, it's great. And uh, new season, new leaf for me. And, um, no, I'm just looking to work as hard as I can and from the start. And, yeah, certainly even knowing the boys from before and knowing what's to come, I feel a lot better. You know, you've uh, well, you've got a new coach. I mean, you have some teammates. This is their third coach in four years, which now you have to get used to uh, another way of a, of a different coach. Uh, but you've had the benefit of uh, playing under Ronnie Dyla when uh, both of you were t- together for a couple of seasons uh, at Celtic. Now, I I noted that you you talked about how hard it was uh, preseason up to this point. And what I've read about Ronnie, haven't talked to him yet directly, but what I've read about him is that the uh, that physical side of the game, the fitness side of the game, is uh, is really important to him. So is that has that been uh, noticeable in these early stages? Yeah, um, definitely. He likes to play. He's a really intense manager. He likes um, teams to to press a lot and always be on the front foot and um, to be. Um, you know, physically really, really fit to, to go for the 90 minutes at a high intensity. So um, that's been noticeable in the first week of pre-season. It's, you know, we've done a lot of running and um, high intensity drills. So it's it's been tough, but I think um, we'll, we'll definitely reap the benefits going forward and it'll be exciting. And um, I think he's a perfect manager for the, the players we've got here. Is is it safe to say that uh, and you know we just see little clips of, uh, of of some of the sessions you know through the website and and through the Twitter account of New York City FC, but I I don't recall uh, the last couple of years seeing just straight running uh, and maybe you know again I'm not there uh, but is it is there you think a little bit more running without the ball as part of getting yourself ready and fit for this uh, this high press. Um. Like you say, a lot of the work is done with the ball. But um, um, for instance, when you're, you can do football-related stuff. Though it's kind of disguised running. You know, when you're, you're maybe defending. Um, you're you're practicing playing out of possession, and you're kind of shifting from one side of the pitch to the other. And it's all running without the ball. If you know what I mean. Maybe not straight line running, but it's all football-focused. But it's it's all a high intensity and um you know you get your fitness from that so we're, we've been doing a lot of different drills that kind of incorporating that and um definitely the boys are all looking good though so far uh gary mckay steven our guest and in his second season with new york city and uh Maybe you can, uh, and I, I would imagine you shared some things with your teammates, you know, about the new coach that you spent some time with us. Uh, maybe you could give a, a little bit of a profile for, uh, you know, how uh, he goes about things and, um, you know, what uh, supporters and those that cover the team uh, could really expect this year. Um, he's a really um, open coach, a vocal coach. Um, he... He talks a lot on the pitch. He he kind of gets his information across um, on the sidelines during training. He's he's really hands on. Um, he's got a really good knowledge of the game. He's um, tactically he's, he's really focuses on you know attacking side of things, defensive side of things. There's really no kind of stone he leaves unturned. He's He's got a great knowledge of the game and 
yeah, like I said before, he's he likes his teams to to be high intensity and kind of on the front foot attacking and entertaining football. So I think um, the fans will enjoy watching his his style of play, his team's play, and um, certainly I think um, the players that we've got here will be suited to to what he wants. Um, so I think it's it's a great fit. Uh, distinguishing uh, from uh, uh, the the previous coach, Dolme Tehran, would you say that this uh, when we when we look out onto the field and watch the team play in a match, is it this high pressing that might distinguish that a little bit? Where you'll 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 um, you know who knows how it'll be home versus away, but just in general, this high press is that a distinguishing uh, trait for this team? Do you think? Um, maybe some games. I mean, every game's different. It's just, um, it depends. Um, he likes his teams not just do the high press, but he likes to be, um, always have the ball kind of thing as well. Um, he likes to dominate possession too. So, but not too unlike, there's similar traits. I mean, we like to have the ball a lot last year too. So, um, but he's definitely, um, he likes his teams to be um, always give a hundred percent and kind of leave nothing on the field. You said, you said he's an open coach, uh, and uh, I'm curious your relationship with him previously at Celtic. Does does that mean uh, he's open to discussion? Uh, he uh, he provides feedback. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly that. Um, his door's always open. You know, he's he'll. He's very open and honest with everyone, and you know he likes engaging with it. All players, if you're playing, if you're not playing, you know his door's always open, and he's open to um, explaining his points of view on stuff and um, everything. He's he's a really good people person, um, and he's um, you know he speaks openly and honestly um, about anything, whether it be football related or not. So he's he's great to kind of talk to. So you would uh, you would classify him as a player's coach then? That's your experience anyway. Um, definitely, yeah. When uh, the other thing we've uh, noted about uh, uh, Ronnie is uh, that he he's uh, he's lively, he's emotional. You know, in the 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 video that went rival in his previous club uh, in Norway, where he uh, promised to uh, strip down if they uh, avoided relegation. Uh, he's a man of his word. He did it, but. Uh, did you experience anything at Celtic where where he, where maybe not that, but but something similar where he just uh, he brought the kind of energy that really uh, you know kind of was uh, part of the you know part of the nature of the team. Um, yeah, I didn't experience anything like that. I wasn't sure about that, but um, yeah, I mean, he used to celebrate victories by like engaging the supporters and walking around and. Um, you know, um, kind of not unlike what Jurgen Klopp's like. He, he feeds off, you know, atmospheres and um, really sees the benefits of a crowd being behind this, um, the team and spurring the team on and really the, the power that that can help and that can bring an extra uh, level to the team. So he he's really um, into, you know, engaging a full um, kind of, 
using the crowd to the advantage of the team and kind of harnessing that. Um, so he's he's brilliant at doing that from what I've seen. And I think here he'll he'll look to do that as well and engage the team with the supporters and himself, obviously. Well, you mentioned Jurgen Klopp, and I know he's studied Klopp. He has uh, studied Brendan Rodgers when he was at Liverpool. Rodgers eventually replacing him at Celtic. Uh, he has studied Barcelona. So you get the feel that uh, his style of play has been developed with all his different experiences, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's very in tow with your typical modern manager with the, the demands of football nowadays at the highest level, you know, taking care of yourself, making sure you you live right on and off the field and um, keep yourself 100%, keep everyone fit and be, you know, just always go into work with a smile on your face, looking to do your best and give 100%, whether it's in training and in games, obviously, or, or doing everything properly, whether that's off the field as well. So he's, he's big on all that and, you know, um, bringing a club together and you know every it's not just the team and the staff and at the training ground the games but it's you know supporters on a day-to-day basis so he's yeah I think um, he's maybe kind of got traits from from all these guys yeah so Gary for yourself and we're with Gary Mackay Stephen coming up this year for you, uh, you you played in 12 matches last year but again you you, you talked about the a bit of a struggle coming midstream uh, what's in store for you this year based on what you're seeing in training? Uh, we saw the team play in a 4-4-2 uh, on the opening night. I mean, do you sense that that might be the system or are you seeing a lot of different things and how do you think you're going to fit in? Um, I think the manager can play with different tactics, you know, whether that be 4-4-2 or other tactics, I think we've, we've worked on a few different ones um, already this week. So um, I think it's just down to the personnel. But for me, I just, you know, really want to have a good preseason, get myself as fit and as healthy as possible. And, um, yeah, just hit the ground running and um, show what I can do, really. Um, play on the right or the left. Um, on the wing, um, I'm comfortable on both, but I want to really show myself this year to to help the team with assists and goals and um i feel you know in a good spot now but i feel having a pre-season under my belt is going to be massive this year and um yeah i'm just taking day by day and working as hard as i can and um trying to see what the, the manager um ideas and just just help the team as best i can but i'm, I'm excited for this year definitely yeah, and one of the reasons I ask is that uh, oftentimes last year uh, the shape was not with natural wingers or true wingers. So wondering if uh, maybe you could s- get a sense that uh, that will be more uh, you know, conducive to maybe how you would like to play. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think my natural game is, is holding my width. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll play whatever the manager asks um, and try my best. But um, no, hopefully, just um, like I say, um, if I'm playing my preferred position, great on the wing. But just wherever I get asked, just do a job and, like I say, um, provide provide assists and goals because I think players in in my position, the forward positions, that's what you should be looking to do. And we've got a really a lot. 
a strong group of players that a lot from last year as well. So there's a good group of guys um, who we're all familiar, a lot more familiar with now, certainly me. So um, I think it'll be great going forward. Assists and goals. I think uh, I think everybody would accept that, no question. <laughs> and uh, and and the returning team. Uh, I think a lot of uh, the supporters. And those around the game are are uh, note that it's a uh, it's a strong unit coming back, and you've got a coach that said he prefers uh, winning five four than one nil. So that's got to sound good to everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's, it's music to the players as well. You know, you want to just attack. You want to be creating football that's entertaining for the people watching. So, um, and yeah, the more goals, the better. Hopefully for us. New York City winger Gary Mackay-Steven. Uh, last season, 12 appearances, five starts, one goal, one assist. He'll be uh, looking to build on those numbers in 2020. Making his New York City first-team debut was Prince Amponsa, who started the second half of the Corinthians match alongside City's fourth homegrown signing, Tavon Gray. In April, I was at the GA Cup in Frisco, Texas. There, playing two years up for the U-17s, was Prince, a young man with a positive, confident outlook. Here's a portion of our chat after their final match of the competition. Well, let's talk about your emergence here at New York City FC. Um, you're from Ghana. Um, tell us about your arrival into the States from Ghana and what kind of football you were involved with there. Um, well, Ghana, I didn't really play much high-level soccer, but um, I was I was always active, playing with the boys. Um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was really different. When I, when I first came, the kind of, I mean, the more tactical side of the game, it wasn't all about physicality. It was more about moving the ball, being patient. I felt that NYCFC kind of gave me a chance to learn the game better. And just seeing a lot of these boys out here and, and like, how good they are just mo motivates me every day to just bring my, my best all the time. It's interesting because a, a lot of what you hear about American soccer, soccer in America, is that it is physical and power and not so technical and tactical. You just said the different thing. Yeah. I feel like NYCFC especially teaches us how to play, similar to like Man City, just move move the ball and make the other team chase it. And I feel like there there is still some um, physical aspects of it, which is which is evident in any any kind of football. But um, I feel like just the coaching, it's 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 um. It's more on the tactical side, and it, it, it helps us when we play against teams that are very physical because we can move them without even touching them. So you arrived in the States when you were eight. Where did you first get engaged with the game uh, here? Were you, have you always been in the Bronx? Yeah, I was always lived in the Bronx. Um, I first joined a local club, South Bronx United, and played there for about four or five years. Um, I first started on the, on the Recreation League, and then I moved my way to the Travel League. I played um, U12, U14. And then that's when um, City first started, and I got into a couple of talent centers. And then the following year after that, I was called in to play, to, um, to join the academy, and then that's when it all started. You take your game when you were at South Bronx United, and it's an affiliate club, and you know they're, they're a big part of uh, the fabric of New York City FC too. But where has your game improved? How has it moved on to the next level for you? Oh, I think um, in terms of just being, just being a step ahead of the, ahead of the attackers at all times. I feel like at South Bronx I had much, I had so much more time on the ball, but here it's so much more fast-paced that you have to think before you move. I feel like just I just get, always had this competitiveness about me, and because I'm able to like start to think ahead, it's it's helped me and it's like 
it, it has allowed me to see things before it happens yeah. and, and anticipate. Yeah, I still think that sometimes I can do a better job of maybe like getting a little tighter on, on the strikers, but um, that's something that I can definitely work on and I've been talking to Coach about. Well, that's a huge statement, seeing things before they arrive and the pace of the opponent and how fast they play also is a part of that, yes? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you watch the game against River Plate, they play very, very, a lot with lots of energy. It's very high, very fast pace. They move the ball. The strikers are constantly running. So it's you don't get the opportunity to stand and think. So you just have to constantly be thinking, what's the next move? How to how to better position yourself against the strikers? And it's just yeah, that's how the game works. So here you are, and you know part of this event is, is it's this international flavor. So play a, a river play yeah. you know they're the Copa Libertadores champions and and you know it's a it's a just one, one of the great clubs in Argentine uh, football history so what is it like for you and, and the team you know yeah. uh, to have these experiences first to say it was very eye-opening because you just see a lot of high top top players come out here and they're, they're just like balling with high energy and they, even though they're, they're such a big club, they they play like they have nothing to lose. They play with lots of energy. They're always going out, and I feel like for us, it was it was very eye-opening. It was it showed us something different that it's not, it's unlike our DA games where maybe kids are a bit more calm and calm on the ball. They, they, these guys are just fighters, man, fighters, and it makes you want to just be a fighter also, man. Because you first want to back down loses, so you don't you don't want to lose. So you have to become a fighter. So, have you had a chance to? to talk to anybody on any of these other teams just to get a feel for you know where they come from and what they're all about yeah I spoke I spoke with a couple of a couple of the River Plate kids after the game all, even though there's a language barrier I mean you can still communicate with them like yeah just pretty much I mean just I mean like even during the game when they're playing against them we just take a couple of jokes we talk we talk back to each other and I feel like I just I, that's what I really love about the game man it's like you, you can just be like so like being competitive so competitive and just still have the, the sportsmanship man it's, it's it's very nice, yeah. So what you're referring to there is hunger, yeah. more than anything, right? So it's a that's maybe the culture of their upbringing, and yeah. you, you feel like maybe at times here in the states we have things you know yeah. easy yeah. and given to us, and maybe that's that's part of the difference. Yeah, it is. It is because you know those guys here they come from, even for example like Flamengo. Coach told us before that there was an attack or um, one of their um, academy, their academy yeah. and a couple of the guys got burned. Yep. And so like when you, when you, to begin the match, they were singing and they were, they were all getting to it and I, I could just feel the kind of energy the game was, was going to be. So I, I, therefore I just, I talked to the guys like this is going to be a very hard game, it's a very hard team to beat. So we're going to have to come out with lots of energy, match them or even better and just also be respectful at the same time of what happened. You know, sometimes I feel like unfortunate things happen and even though we're we're playing against them, we want to win. We have to win in a, in a very respectful manner. Yeah. And you're you're playing up, but you you have this leadership component, which is really evident. Well, as a central defender, you you need to lead a bit, right? Yeah. I feel like that's something I always had with me. I never stopped talking. So um, it just it's just something that um always had with me. Um, Do any of your friends ever say, "Hey, can you stop talking"? Sometimes, sometimes it's taking you stop talking, but I just I don't I don't mind it. I, anything anything to help the team, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to talk. You know, always be there for the guys, man. Sometimes some people need a confidence booster. Sometimes the game doesn't start away, they miss a couple passes, and then they start to lose it. But you know, as a defender, you got to be the guy to say, man, come on, 
we got a game to win. A natural leader, 16-year-old NYCFC Academy defender Prince Ampansa, who joined nine other academy mates with the senior team for the first phase of uh, preseason. One injury note before we depart, Maxi Morales. With permission from the club, he arrived two days after the start of preseason. Well, he was in the 11 and then left the Palmares match just six minutes in. He appeared to struggle after taking a shot off the half volley in the third minute. Head coach Ronnie Dylas said he noticed Morales was a bit tentative in warm-ups, hence the early exit. Uh, Dylas said that his 32-year-old DP just wanted to be cautious and did not think it was serious, a calf injury. So this is something to watch closely. Morales, he's been very sturdy in his three years with City, but the calf has been an issue before. He was out for 12 days and missed two matches last season with a calf. And in his first year with the club, he had a stretch of 17 days in the summer where he was sidelined, missing four matches because of a calf strain. Morales also missed a pair of matches in the final stages last season with hamstring issues. So the concern about life without an injured Morales, New York City has one win, five losses, and four ties in the last 10 matches without the Argentinian. And that'll do it for this episode. On the next program, interviews from the United Soccer Coaches Convention from Podcast Row, where I shared space with luminaries like the Cooligans. One of my guests will be MLS Referee of the Year, Alan Chapman, as we recognize that referees are human too. This is Glenn Crooks on Frame.